What's going on, everyone? This is City Wrestling Radio, and this, this is the B Show, your weekly NXT and, well, usually AEW Dynamite, uh, but there's no AEW Dynamite this week, but we have NXT review for you. I swear, it just feels like, uh, it's like, it's like, it's like I'm being in school and you just go to the classroom it's half and day. it's just, it's just, it's, just, it's a half, well, half day, but also like a substitute, there was also a substitute teacher oh. where it's just like, everything's kind of just out of whack in terms of just, uh, like kind of just out of whack in terms of structure. Like what, okay. What is, what does this person usually do? What does that person usually do? What's your, okay. Just real quick. Your most memorable substitute teacher moment in 30 seconds. Uh, there was this one time, this one guy, um, he talked about the time he was an extra in the movie Rush Hour. Nice. Um, I was I was in sign language class, and we watched The Born Identity. There's there, really so there, what? I he, mean, what did the, you learn? What was your main takeaway from watching Born Identity? The, uh, the teacher your, was like uh, lessons of you know reading sign language. He goes. I have behind enemy lines or born identity. Which one do you guys want to watch? Or like born identity? He goes, cool. Behind enemy lines is a is is no slouch. I kind of like that movie. You're right. Wait, actually no, I got that confused with enemy at the gates. Touche. But nonetheless, we're not here to talk about behind enemy lines or at the gates. We're here to talk about all the things happening in the world of professional wrestling because we got a bunch of news we got to get into before we talk about NXT from today because it's still. It, we're doing this earlier, so I mean, I don't mean to date it, yep. but anyways, uh, half the work. There we go. Uh, we'll have well, we'll finish up. We got to finish the B show up later this week. So, uh, programming note though, real quick though, we will be back on Saturday night with uh, NXT Takeover slash AEW Dynamite special Saturday edition of the B show. Good lord, man! And loaded, all, loaded weekend. Oh, honestly, and that doesn't that doesn't stop. Uh, Sunday morning. You're gonna get your healthy dose of retro heat. You want to get Sunday hot, morning, huh? You want to get hot Sunday morning. We're about to get you hot. I'm, it's hot all the time right now, Corey. You're uh, it's, like, especially in places in NorCal. Dude. It's like it's it's well, yeah. I mean, best 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 of luck to everyone dealing with the fires in Northern California. That's for sure. Uh, but if uh, if if you can listen to something and you you want to spend some time uh, not thinking about the world and laughing at the old '90s shenanigans, you'll get to listen to me and Jose talk about Retro Heat episode four uh, Sunday morning, and then Sunday night we'll be back again for our SummerSlam 2020 review. Because Main roster reviews. Uh, hey, looking forward to that one. You know, honestly. We got we 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 got to do it. It's SummerSlam. It's one of the big four. You can't skip the big four. In my is there opinion, big four, is there actually big four? Because now it's just gone down to three. I feel like we've had this conversation before. Well, I mean, I, in I some people's like, I don't really consider. I mean, they don't really consider Survivor Series that's a big true. time pay-per-view anymore. That's not true. I mean, I, I mean, they only make it a big deal when they want it to. Uh, well, it's the only time right. of the year when brands collide, uh, unless there's a pandemic like, and there you have to collide them. But the thing is about Survivor Series this year, like you would think that they would, uh, it would be the 30th anniversary of The Undertaker wrestling. That's his premiere. The Undertaker Survivor Series. It would be 30 years. I yes, I would be completely. So I would be completely surprised if they don't do anything about Undertaker or Survivor Series of this, of this year. But we're not here to talk about Survivor Series. Hell, we're not even here to talk about SummerSlam. Well, we're not here to talk about Survivor Series yet. That comes in a couple of months. We're here to talk about NXT and all things happening in the world of professional wrestling. Let's get into it. Don't want to waste any more time because we've been talking about it for way 
way too long. Uh, let me pull up my notes. And uh, our first piece of news today, Renee Young. She's leaving. She's gone. She's out of there. She's confirmed. AEW, Dynamite. She's going to manage John Moxley and also be a commentator and beat up Taz, right? Um, I just I, mean, I, I just gave you a whole lot there. No, Renee Young, she's leaving WWE. That is confirmed. Yeah. Um, honestly, this isn't necessarily a news that I like I'm surprised at mm-hmm. like ever since you know she she got her show she got her show WWE backstage that got canceled before that there was WWE um <clears throat> talking smack yes like, that also got canceled with and... the most memorable moment with the Miz and Daniel Bryan the I think the only time independent wrestling fans were like the Miz is actually pretty good I'm just saying it the Miz is pretty good I mean, yeah, he was actually pretty good in that segment, but to see Renee Young like just sort of blossom into that into that backstage interviewer role, um, she really is, and and yeah, she really is like the modern day Gene Okerlund, where she has like this like this charismatic sense, like she has this charismatic personality to her, but yet still focuses on what's at hand. You know, it's funny, her 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 charisma could never have been held down by anybody. Like you sure. can't, you can't hold Renee down because well, her, okay. her, well, there's no, one way she, to, no, there's one way to hold Renee down and that's not having her on TV. Commentary booth. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, if you have her next to Michael Cole and who was she next to coach too? She was next to graves and oh. Cole oh. and like, that's worse. I wouldn't, put the, I wouldn't lay the blame on them either. Uh, but anyways, uh, for the official news of this, though, sports website Outkick reported Wednesday. I'm sure they're – I didn't look what, – what, what is Outkick? I didn't look at what they are. Um, I mean, it was reported by PW Insider. Well, it was confirmed, which... but Outkick, well, it just sounds like a like one of those random like Facebook They groups. kick out the news stories. They anyways. just let it all know. Like, out you go. They keep – Outkick probably says the same thing about City Wrestling Radio. Uh, but PW Insider later confirmed the report, adding that she gave her notice a week ago, and there was no date uh, when she is finishing up with the company, nor where she might be going, but is expected to be working uh, SummerSlam this weekend. Dave Meltzer uh, independently confirmed the news as well. Um, as you may know, Renee Young was signed by WWE in 2012 uh, after she was working for a show on Sportsnet 360 on Right After Wrestling called Aftermath, which was a show she did with Marl Ranallo, uh Arda Ocal, and Jimmy Corderas. That's, yeah, I mean, uh, that show was infamous for Marl Ranallo accidentally saying the fuck word on on camera. Oh, Renee, what the really, bleep? No, he was, I think, this, the video's out there. He was talking about, I think it was, this was, and this was a long time ago, like with, I think they were talking about William Regal. No, they were talking about the Nexus. Yeah. And then he just says, I think it's going to be one of the greatest fucking stables out there. Excuse my language. And then oh, you see Arno Ocal and Renee Young just like just staring at the camera like, ooh, ooh. <laughs> and they're just like, wow. I don't, know, man. He, I don't think he'll ever make it to WWE or or UFC or any other mainstream. Look at him. Now. Yeah, no, I, I don't think Marwan Allah will ever make it to the UFC. Uh, did he make it to UFC? I don't know. He wouldn't. He never commentated there. Oh, well, what Bellator he did, or HBO? Uh, nope. What? I, okay, I don't he know. Showtime box. Help me out here, okay? He did Strike Force? Here we go. Uh, but she, um, you know, as you know, she is married to one Jonathan X Moxley. I don't know if that's his. I don't know if his middle name starts with. His X. actual name is Jonathan Good. Oh well, Jonathan X Good Moxley. 
Uh, he, they're married. So people are speculating that she might make an appearance in AEW eventually for maybe a brief moment. I mean, I think honestly, it- honestly, I think she's just above wrestling at this point. Like she can totally walk in. She, she can totally walk into the building of FS1 or ESPN and instantly get a job with how good she is. But the thing is, yeah, are they you really got to consider the landscape of like, do these sports networks are like, are they hiring? You know, do they need more bodies than, are they? than what they already have? Like, do they, you know, considering like what the pandemic is like bringing to the table for most of these networks, yeah. like, can they are they willing to just bring in like more? another body and that's a so, cutthroat business I think, man I, I mean yeah, i mean i mean renee young like she she's a very talented individual that i have no doubt in my mind will find the next avenue like she'll find success in the next avenue that she'll go with and yeah. honestly like she probably has been thinking about this for a very long time you know especially with the wwe backstage cancellation like she you follow her on instagram she has her own cookbook coming out you know i See think that goes a lot actually it's it's not like fun but i've noticed like a lot of the uh a lot of the women from wwe always go uh, especially backstage correspondents always go on to do better things especially um uh in the world of sports or you know sports name, commentating name, name, give me names man uh wasn't wasn't uh charlie isn't she on espn charlie caruso she's like she does like she kind of does like she co like she hosts uh first take like Whenever Molly Kiram doesn't do like on Molly Kiram's uh, like off days, Jonathan Grisham, he, um, John Grisham, Todd Grisham. Yeah. I was Jonathan gonna say Grisham. Jonathan Grisham's a wrestler. No, Todd Grisham. Oh yes. He, uh, he works at ESPN. Jonathan Coachman. He was one of the head honchos of ESPN. Like, does he still work there? One of the main dudes. Does he work there again? Jonathan? I Coachman? don't think so. I think he works at WWE and now he's just not doing it. He hosts the pre-show panels now. So, mm. uh, you know, maybe a gig uh, is a gig. Uh, well, if Renee ever wants to do a shoot interview, she's more than welcome to come on the show. I mean, uh, open invitation for me. I don't know about you, Michael. No, no open invitation. Sorry, Renee. Michael does not want to invite you on the show. Uh, Sorry, no. I was trying to close the window. Is it getting hot? Getting hot yeah, because room? the air quality in the city is bad. But it's also hot, and it's, yeah. We're feeling it. Uh, but, um, yeah, no, Renee Young did, uh, she did announce that she is writing a cookbook. Um, so that'll be fun. Like the John Moxley, the Renee and Jonathan Good cookbook. Like, uh. What's good cookbook? They're, uh, it's, it's biking the mountains and eating food. The, the good family's cooking the way to life. Well, looking at abandoned circuses as, yeah. <laughs> Let's go hit that mountain, Renee. It's fine, whatever. Anyways, uh, actually, one piece of rumor. Move on. Uh, one one thing I did notice today on Twitter, and it's just gonna be really quick. That Becky Lynch did post for the first time in a long time on Twitter, and uh, it was just a, a picture of a Word document from her computer, and it just said "By Becky Lynch." So it seems like Becky Lynch might also be getting in the writers' game as well. It seems like she might be writing the book. I don't know. I don't know what could it, what could it be about? She, Maybe her. She would- it would be kind of interesting, you know, like she has very much led a very interesting life. She went to clown college, uh, just like that Simpsons episode. She, she's been very upfront about the, her struggles and, you know, in alcoholism and, you know, yeah. uh, de- I think depression, I, I, I can't confirm that, but she, 
that when you think about the Becky Lynch story, it is a very fascinating one. And I would, it would be a pretty fascinating book. Yeah, no, definitely. I, um, I would, I would, I would give, I'm really bad at reading. I mean, I can read, don't get me wrong, but I just, I'm not a great reader. I, I don't enjoy myself reading that often, but I'll, I'll give it a shot. You know, I did get myself through the AJ Lee book, which was pretty good. I enjoyed myself there. This, this is a quality ass book right here. And I know you can't see I it. I can't see what you're doing because our new recording but system. This is but... Daniel Bryan's book. Oh. That I'm looking at that. I'm giving waving at the camera that you can't currently can't see because of technology reasons, but how many flare shots? Uh, yeah. Book? Wrestling books, wrestling memoirs is, are a fascinating one. Maybe one day we'll, we'll do a show talking about that, but nonetheless, let's move on um, in the news. And actually it's a piece of, News that I found kind of disturbing is that uh, uh, Buff Bagwell was hospitalized this past week, uh, believed to be impaired while driving after a serious collision. Uh, well, no, let me rephrase that. He was in a serious collision, uh, suspected to be impaired while driving, uh, leading up to that conclu- that collision. Former WWE Boy. and uh, WCW wrestler Buff Bagwell, Marcus Bagwell, was hospitalized after a serious collision in Cobb County, Georgia, early this week. Bagwell was driving a 2013 Chevrolet Tahoe Cumberland oh on Cumberland Boulevard this past Sunday around 5.15 p.m. local time when the collision occurred. According to Cobb County government website, investigators believe he was impaired by prescription medication at the time of the accident. Uh, investigators say Bagwell is traveling in a certain... Well, that just gets into like where he was. Uh, 50 years old he is, and uh, wow, I mean, I... Fuck, I mean, I'm, know, glad nobody, like I, I'm glad nobody was really seriously injured. I'm glad he didn't kill anybody. That's for that damn is, sure. Yeah, that was one of my main takeaway was that, was my main takeaway was that he was in, actively endangering lives in the process of, you know, being being impaired while driving. That is a very, that is a very serious, yeah, a very don't, serious thing. Don't, 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 and don't do anything and drive, guys. I mean. I, I understand people are, you know, I, I know that rule is like that rule, but like, don't just don't know your fucking limit. All right. Um, and yeah, so I, I hope he gets the help he needs. I hope, you know, cause he seems like in the past, ever since he's left WWE, it's kind of been downhill for the guy, you know, um, we, he, I mean, he's been yeah. a little bit on the independent he, scene. Book him on cameo. You can. Uh, he was he escorting for a while on pimping business. He was escorting himself for a while. I saw the way I went to the website. I could have booked Bagwell. Consider it. I considered like if I had a podcast and I had a bunch of money, I would have booked him just to do an interview and be like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Like, oh, what, what is this? Oh, that would be <laughs> what kind of interview would that? That's, I don't think that's an interview. That's just you trying to stage an intervention at that point. Well, no, but he'd have to complete the interview to get the money. So. Uh, you, know, you know, maybe I, we could probably still do, do you Do you have 50 we bucks? We can't do it now. We can't I'll, do it now. Do you have 50 bucks? We can probably do it. <laughs> I mean, like I said, that dude's hospitalized. We can't do it. Uh, well, I, I want to move on. dude. Okay. Well, best of luck. I mean, for everybody involved, him, his family. I Hopefully he gets the fucking help he needs because it seems like he needs it. Um, and we're going to move on to some more bad news because it's all just bad news this week. I'm um, sorry, but. It's just what we have. Uh, let's see. Uh, Sonia Deville, as you heard earlier this week, um, her house was broken into by. Uh, I don't. I. I mean, I. We have to. I guess we have to say alleged stalker, but the guy. Oh, it is. It is not alleged at the all. The guy it's told the cops dude. what he was going to kidnap her. 
you know. Um, but let me see. Uh, uh, but let's see. Uh, new, de- new details have emerged on the attempted kidnapping of Sonya Deville. She filed and was granted a petition for a temporary injunction against the stalking violence against stalking violence on Monday, further detailing her, the incident and alleged stalker and would-be kidnapper Philip Arnold Thomas II early Sunday morning um, at her Lutz, Florida home. Uh, he's still in jail. He's charged with three felonies, including armed kidnapping, which I don't think she was actually held against her will. I think this is just because they were he was in the house when he was that was the intent. Uh, he also faces a criminal mischief misdemeanor charge. Thomas was was also will have a hearing this Thursday regarding their persecution's attempt to deny his bail. PW Insider reported the public defender has been assigned to and that he has invoked his Fifth Amendment privilege to stay silent. So at, it seems like now he's not talking, although uh, everything I heard about this guy leading up to it, he, um, he he opened his mouth the second the cops got there. You know, he was caught on the property with pepper spray, zip ties, a knife. I mean, he followed, you know, what the fuck, man? I mean, that's that's kind of just putting it lightly. What the fuck are you doing? Um no, I- I know, I it's, know. No, it's pretty. It's it's a it is a terrible story, but also no, it's a terrible story that honestly well, could have gone way fucking worse. It gets it gets it gets a lot worse. worse. Um, uh, well, you know, she was alerted by the uh, her silent alarm. She went to the sliding door in her house. Uh, she saw Thomas there. She says, "What are you doing? What do you want?" At that point, she began walking toward her. Um, that's when she realized he was. Or oh, this is her quote. This is when I realized this person was not here to rob me. He was here to hurt me. DeVille's, uh, she also talked, went on to talk about, um, the social media accounts, him messaging her countless times saying, you know, things like, oh, you're the only woman I will ever love, um, that we have to be together. And then also another account popped up at a certain point saying things like, I know where you live, a little bit more aggressive saying, I know where you live. And at one point, the last message sent from that second account saying, um, I'm going to come and I'm by the pool. Come say hi. I'm going to kill that little bitch in the house with you and uh, holy shit we could have woken up sunday morning to these two women being murdered like and i'm not like sitting here like i mean we don't know we we, don't we don't but he said in the letter like he said i'm going to kill this woman yeah to to sonia deville so wait he said he was gonna kill he said he was going to kill mandy rose yeah, I was gonna ask. Like, wasn't he trying to kill Mandy Rose instead of Sonya Deville? Which That's, makes it, which still makes it terrible. But, but I mean, just, I mean, then yeah. I just start thinking. I'm like, well, I mean, if he's gonna kill one, he's probably gonna kill the second person. Does this guy that, know wrestling's fake? Okay, now I don't want to put this. I don't. Okay, I'm already. I mean, this is kind of this is a life. similar situation to that guy who has been stalking the performance center for months on end, and I haven't heard anything about that him recently. Dude, yeah, no, but, I think. But it's the same I think shit. Book's kind of closed on that. Yeah, I know, I know. It's it's, it's I know. very dangerous. It's just it's just one of those things where you there there's you think that when you post something, um, and not to lay the blame on Sonya Deville at all whatsoever, but you just you think you're just automatically you automatically think there's this sort of barrier whenever you post anything on social media. Yeah. Or like you would kind of have this air of, like, like there's a shield, but really like. It is the fact that this person found the address, found where she lived. It's not that hard to just, find that shit, it's dude. Dangerous. It's like, like it's it is terrifyingly dangerous. 
how easily this dude, like I'm I'm not assuming it was easy. Like I'm sure he worked really hard for that address. Um, I mean, I'm not going to sit here. Like, I, yeah, would, I don't know. If I were the investigators, I would ask how he actually like managed to do that. Like, I think that's the and I think that lays in the responsibility of the investigators at this point. Hey, like, you know what? I'll say this. I've searched up my name before and my address has popped up. OK, I'll say that. How? I searched up my name and there are websites with his like people's like name. They try to get you to pay for this information. I'm but, gonna search up your name right now on a website. Sure, on the, on and, and a bunch of things will pop up on a website. It'll be like uh, Corey Smith here, Corey Smith here, and you pick oh 33, and then I'll have my address, but half of it will be blocked out. They want you to pay for it to get the. It's in. It's like this background check. Well, stuff. I mean, did you did you look? I I didn't know. I heard. I mean, I've heard other people have, and they said they they've gotten in pretty. They've they've found the address so. I, I I don't know, Your birthday, man. Birthday January seventeenth. Yep. Oh wow, it's actually I'm, it's on. I'm on mylife.com. Yeah, well, tell people how to kill me now, Michael. Thank you, I appreciate that. Swear huh, to God, I will. Interesting. I will kill anybody that tries to kill me first. I'm just saying. No, I won't kill anybody. Damn it, we need to edit that out now. I don't want YouTube to take us down. Well, you you brought it up saying someone literally Googled my name. That's literally spelled right below me. <laughs> Well, you know what? And I entered that into Google. Now, anyways, uh, what I'm trying to say is like th this kind of shit. Like uh, wrestling fans, listen. Like I understand there's a lot of us out there who are just super chill people, horny as fuck, <laughs> but also psychotic. But all I was gonna say, I was gonna say super chill, but I would have added the horny as fuck because at times, I mean, anyways, uh, some a lot of people are chill. You know, just when you see a wrestler, they're doing their job, man. Like when they're at the merch table, just treat people like human beings. Well, hold on, hold on. They're at a merch table. They're selling shirts. Yeah, they're gonna talk to you because, you know, they're doing their job. I mean, would would you want somebody randomly talking to you at your job? That's all. You know, like like you said, treat people the way you want to be treated. A lot of people don't fully understand that though, and I think a lot of this behavior, a lot of people maybe kind of stems in like in the in in this guy's case. And maybe mental health more than likely probably stems from mental illness. Uh, yeah, but if he had friends and I, I don't know if he had friends or not and or if they saw this behavior, somebody should have put a fucking plug in this. And, you know, somebody should have saw the warning signs. And I'm sure if this guy was he, traveling, that's kind of the thing, though. Sometimes people are really good at hiding that. That's like if in you fact, that's... if you have a friend, like, honestly, if you have a friend out there, guys, that are that is like. Like, this guy is a little crazy, and he says some crazy shit, but, you know, just talk to the guy. It doesn't matter if you're his friend or not. Yeah. Just tell him, hey, listen, dude, wrestling, it's not that real. First off, the lesbian chick, she's not going to love you ever, so get over it. Like, it's just not going to happen. Secondly, you know, go ahead and look at pictures of her. That's fine, but don't. Fuck it. Stop, stop messaging her. Don't. I apparently sent her, like, just some. Just be a fan, and that's it, honestly. <laughs> Well, I think we're going. You know, to, yeah. People really, people really kind of just—they take it too fucking long. No, there's like there's a sense of entitlement whenever they follow somebody on social media or just give their time to them, mm -hmm. and they feel like they're just kind of owed something in that regard. Yeah, if you're ever like disappointed that a wrestler doesn't like your tweet or retweet you or mess or reply, this is why. This is fucking why. Like people don't reply to shit on Twitter. You know what I mean? And this is why, like, when you do get somebody like a big time wrestler, like clicking like or follows you or whatever, it's like, oh, my God, they took the time out of their day and they I don't know. You know, I don't know. To me, it's just like 
Be fucking chill. Ugh. Anyways. Uh, do you want some good news, Michael? Oh, man. Gladly. Uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. The return of live English commentary. They're leaving the stands. Tetsuya Naito has been eliminated by fucking... Jay White. Who? It was Jay White. Yeah. Uh, they are filing for the exits. Uh, but I'm Evil, excited. Evil has beaten Knight has retained his titles over Tetsuya Naito. And they that whole double title thing is. The uh, but no, uh, live English commentary is returning to New Japan Pro Wrestling for their first major show coming up at Summer Struggle in Jingu. Uh, for the first time since the promotion resumed events, there will be. Jingu. There will Jingu. be live English commentary on Saturday, August 29th. That's about 10 days from now. Uh, Kevin Kelly and Chris Charlton will be on the show. And, uh, yeah, Chris Charlton replied to the tweet, we have the technology. I think, was that, is that, is that uh, Back to the Future? That's a uh, million dollar, not million no. dollar man, the six million, man. Six million dollar man. the six million dollar man. Yeah. Steve Austin. So yeah. it's all, it's all you coming You know, together. son of a bitch, Chris, Steve Austin, Chris Charlton, and Kevin Kelly on commentary. Kevin Kelly is a breath of fresh air. Every I've been watching these uh, retro Sunday Night Heat shows. If, guys, if you haven't watched, I mean, them. it's so weird. This guy is calling the greatest matches ever made, and now he, but he also in his heyday calls Sunday Night Heat. He, but no, he he doesn't he doesn't do commentary, but he just just randomly it's like Undertaker last oh, week. But no, he does like video packages, and it's just it's like okay. Oh great, there's Kevin Kelly. I'm gonna listen humble to this. Humble beginnings, humble beginnings, Aww, humble beginnings that. And now he just looks like he's having so much fun in New Japan Pro Wrestling. So he has he, he feels like he's having so much fun, but he also comes off as a guy who actually does his homework. Oh, and like yeah. he's been doing it for a, and he's been doing it long enough to really just kind of get himself into the weeds of things. And mm -hmm. yeah, like he has he has help. Like he has Chris Charlton to translate the Japanese pro and like end of show Japanese promos and he he also has Rocky Romero to really kind of just hone in on these storylines, but like as far as like the the action of what's going on in front of him, like it ain't no better than Kevin Kelly, in that in that regard. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I mean, I think in the past, I mean, they had Jr. on commentary at New Japan, but yeah, Jr. was all right. But I, I like Jr. is Jr. Like he's like in in those New Japan shows, he's exactly what Jr. is. I think AE, I think AEW, AEW shows. I think they found the. Uh, I think I still think Jim Ross in AEW is two shot Jim Ross. Like they're just yeah. like, don't yeah. let Jim have three shots. Two shots is perfect. Three shots. Is I too still much. miss Don Callis on commentary though. I do think. Oh, Callis in New Japan. Kelly in New Japan. Like I still think that is, that was the team. God, who, I, who's I, the, who's the guy from Australia? Uh, Gino Gambino. Yeah. Gino Gambino. He's really good. He's I, good too. He's I great. Love him. Like New Japan commentary, much like all of New Japan has been great. Didn't Lenny Poffa call a show? Lanny Poffo, he did the tag league. Yeah, no, that was not good. He, I mean, it was, it was a thing. Yeah, well, it was very much a thing. Well, uh, yeah. well I guess they're uh, what? Yeah, no, that was, that was good. Yeah, I mean, that's it. Yeah, the English commentary is back. I mean, we do have one more piece of news. We probably should have ended with the New Japan news because it was our only piece of good news. But I felt like since this is NXT related, we should talk about it. Uh, but Triple H did address uh, the Velveteen Dream's return to NXT this week. In an interview with CBS Sports, Paul Triple H Levesque addressed the concerns raising over Velveteen Dream's current return to the NXT roster. Dream real name Patrick Clark returned to NXT last Wednesday for the first time 
since allegations were made against him at the hashtag during the hashtag hashtag speaking out movement. Triple H told CBS Sports that WWE quote unquote we looked into what was there was and didn't find Come anything. On, man. <laughs> hey, it's Triple H doing a quote. Say it seriously. It's a very serious it's a tr- subject. Okay. Hi, I'm Triple H. Uh, we looked into it and there was nothing and we didn't find anything. So, uh, Dream okay. was involved. Yeah, see, it was better with the I voice. have the actual quote, though. Okay, I mean, yeah, there was more, but go on. Uh, do you want me to read the quote? Yeah. Like Triple H. Okay, uh, Paul, okay, so it, this was asked by Jason Powell of ProWrestling.net about an accuser online. I'm reading this off PostWrestling.com. Of an accuser online who stated that he had not been contacted by WWE. Um, mm-hmm. So Powell followed by asking whether the investigation is open or closed with Levesque responding. So obviously we take all of these things very seriously. Allegations, misconduct of any nature, we take very seriously. I'll stand by what I said. We looked into it, didn't find anything there in in the manner that, you know, what we were looking for and we've moved on, but it doesn't change the fact that we take it seriously. And if there's something else that will, if there's something else, we'll look into it. That goes across the board for anybody. We've already talked about it. So I'd rather just move on to other topics. Yeah. Um, Can we just like is, move on and not talk about it anymore? I don't want to talk about it. I mean, like, listen, they, yeah. if the accuser online, the, the, the original person, did they disappear? Said, like, like they pretty, like pretty much kind of, they kind of backtracked their, their accusations yeah. for the most part. Um, There's just parts of the story that doesn't add up, man. It's, no, everything about this is really fishy, considering the fact that there is concrete evidence of Patrick Clark's voice saying, asking what per, like what school does this guy go to? Yeah. Or yeah. like many more Instagram DMs that like straight up are just shown that he is just rife with filth. And, and to what but is- for the WWE to investigate, like to, to actually investigate it and for them to find nothing. Well, um, it's yeah. really just kind of up to up to the person, uh, up to us, yeah. up, to, up to you or me to actually give WWE the benefit of the doubt. And the way I see it, like, I I don't know, man. I really just don't know. There's because there's also not much to work with, but that but that evidence. And yeah, I personally, I I, it's yeah, like you said, it's one of those things everyone has to make their own call for. And but it seems to me that WWE did do an investigation, obviously, and it seems that they didn't find anything legally he illegally he did you know what i mean i think anything that he did i honestly i think that they were like well it's not illegal so because i mean who was fired in wwe a lot of these guys have had accusations about other shit that like is pretty damning and given this is probably the worst one you know um not in all of wrestling but in wwe at least uh, and as I'm saying this, I'm looking at a bunch of tweets of new people talking about uh, DMs that Velveteen Dream has been a part of. One involving a screen of iPhone capture video that I shall send to the Slack chat as I'm saying this. It says Jason Smith at NXT fan again. Well, hold on, is, these, are these people minors? I don't want to. I don't want to get in trouble by saying their names. I think that's kind of. Uh, I mean, it's out there. You know, they're they're the ones putting this out there. I'm going to put this out. And again, the literal first word of this tweet says, I'm going to put this out here again. Here's a video I took of the conversation I had with Patrick Clark, Velveteen Dream, on April 24th. I've seen what Triple H has said. I've had no communication with them. I went to police and they haven't followed up with me. Hmm. That's that is that is very, very suspect. 
And then there's another there's another uh, tweet by Matthew Jimenez at yeah. Matt Jimenez G. He says, dreams innocent, evidence too vague. My friends and I were victims of at Dream WWE, and we want answers. Here's Dream trying to see me nude. Also him sending me a nude pic taken by screenshot on my phone and of my laptop screen. And now, and then there was another tweet by Carlos Toro at Carlos Toro 360. He says, between Triple H's comments today and Velveteen Dream beating Finn Balor, this is in pretty poor taste from WWE. How they've handled all of this is practically indefensible. And yeah, that kind of just spills over into NXT's result of that main event of Velveteen Dream. And granted, this was taped last week, but yeah, 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 completely. It it is a very, very, very sticky situation now very messy situation well i i was thinking south park that episode like that's a very sticky situation yeah where they get ice cream and everything but yeah uh, everyone gets ice cream hopefully everyone's i I doubt this this is going to be the last thing we see out of this whole entire dream situation honestly Um, i know there are a lot of people out there that have you know that that i know there are a lot of trolls out there i'll say that there are a lot of trolls out there that will take that'll see something and take full advantage of some shit you like like this however why aren't these people taking advantage of every other case, you know, involving a wrestler and speaking out? Why are so many people now coming forward saying, hey, this is exactly what happened. And I have evidence that this person contacted me. They contacted a minor and I'm, you know, that person was not a minor. Like, I, I don't understand how this isn't being taken more seriously by their local police departments and things like that. And I think the only reason why is because it involves the Internet. I think a lot of times local police don't know what the fuck to do with that kind of shit. I'm sorry, I just kind of like it's it's still they still they still have just this archaic system of what's what's evidence and what's not evidence in the internet because of how like how some people some people of authority just become so out of touch of yeah. how any of this stuff works. Yeah, there is very much a foundational problem in terms of because a cop can those, look, or, or any yeah. investigator can look at that and say, well, how do you know that that's that person's actual account? You know, how do you it know? It can also go the other way as well. It, yeah, like, it could. Fair, it could definitely like, you know, Absolutely. there's a lot to It's a very fluid situation when you go into that sort of deal. It's just this yeah. whole dream thing. Like and especially since you see those tweets, those sub tweets from Finn Balor. You saw that Nia Jax post where she well, I didn't see the Nia Jax one. Oh, she just um, she just straight up like Balor just, tweeted like, the did picture a clown of him. emoji uh, in some comments regarding Dream. Yeah, Balor tweeted a picture of you know they usually have the NXT versus where it's like this person versus this person, uh, but he put a picture mm-hmm. of a trash or somebody put a picture of a trash bag in front of Dream. He probably picture. did. Come on, Finn Finn's, Finn Balor is probably <laughs> Finn Balor. Oh, let me pop open my Photoshop right now. You know, um, yeah, no, so it. it it's uh, I mean, look, look, the main event of NXT was Velveteen Dream versus Finn Balor, and uh, I mean, might as well just—it's I mean, just the, that the dude was that dude was booed like crazy in the building, and we're given we're actually and like kayfabe wise, we're kind of given no reason why Dream would be booed, other than you know. Correct me if I'm wrong. Snuka was he was found guilty, right? But he couldn't serve a sentence because of his old age and his mental condition correct i i can't definitively say yes or no on that regard wwe vince mcmahon was the first person pretty much at that jail to get snuck out of the jail that time i'm just saying like 
they want their stars back. They want their people back on the show. They're going to get their stars back on the show. I, I'm not sitting here saying that they're they're covering anything up. I can't say that. Um, it just to me, it seems super fishy. It you know that that tweet that last tweet was really right. It was a lot of WWE not handling the situation right. They just want to put somebody on TV. I'm sorry, like, and there's even during the show they're fucking covering up why Dream wasn't there. Like Maro Ronaldo, I'm sorry, but that was fucked well, up, man. Like, and- well, the thing is, well, the thing is, they, their reasoning of why Velveteen Dream, like Patrick Clark, was not in that sh- was was disappeared. Like Triple H said, the reason, the actual reason of why he w- was not around was because of the car accident, not that's because that's not what they're doing the storyline wise, though. Storyline wise, it's completely different. What are they doing storyline? I'll just get to it now since it's about the new story. But during like uh, when uh, Dream starts coming out, uh, Marl goes, "Oh, Dream last week made his return after his self-imposed, uh, um, you know, sabbatical. Sabbatical, yeah." And I'm just like, "Yeah, I remember that now." Self-imposed um, sabbatical? Are you fucking I mean, kidding me? No, no. What, what can they say? Uh, Car accident? Sure. Fuck it. If you're gonna go with it, go with it. I mean, I know they're not selling the back because of the car accident. I know they're not going to sit there and say, like, well, some miners came forward and like we took him off TV for a while. And so we now he's back. We thought you forgot about it, but you didn't. So he's probably going to be off TV again. We'll probably take him out of the takeover match somehow. They probably will. I mean, they probably will. I don't know. Like they're, they're <laughs> more benign there. There's you can think of. I can't think of any more less benign ways than self-imposed sabbatical at this point. I don't know. To me, I just when I heard that, I just was like, "Are you kidding me?" Like, just, just don't even mention what it. Are they, what else can they say? Do, oh, what else can they? Dream say? came back after being gone. It, it, the self-imposed sabbatical made to me felt like a whole like, well, if you don't know what's really going on, then yeah, he he just decided. Like he people wasn't take gonna... self-imposed sabbaticals all the time. Again, I'm You're not right. defending. You're... I'm just saying. I'm just saying. There, there, I don't think there's any other way to really say it besides that. Right, but if let's say like fucking uh, Timothy Thatcher's been gone for two weeks, did he come? Did he run in? And they go, oh, he's back after saying he wasn't going to be here for. No, they're just going to be like Thatcher's back. Cool. He's he he's him and Fowler, him and Balor are going to fight. You know, I I, don't know. I know we're getting too into it. I don't want to fight with you, Michael, and we're not. I'm just saying like we're talking about it for too much. Velveteen Dream. Either way, at the end of the day. You gotta make your own decision, man. The 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 realm of public opinion is 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 at his court now. Like <clears throat> at this point, like yeah. he's clear. Like there has been various various reports on how much heat that guy has backstage, and it's only kind of a matter of time until he's more or less dri- like if the if the authorities isn't gonna do it, if WWE higher ups isn't gonna do it, that like he, he still has to be in a locker room. You know what I mean? You still have to deal with that sort of thing. I think you're right, though. I think it's it's a matter of time before Dream Over. Yeah, and he'll be he'll be out of WWE, and he'll immediately be signed to All Elite Wrestling. You know, (laughs) just because that's just how the pattern is nowadays. Yeah, they don't. Wrestling companies don't really give a shit about what people do in their past. Nonetheless, let's talk about some wrestling, shall we? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> uh, I gotta find my notes faded away again. They faded to black. Uh, where are they? Uh, but yeah, he's no longer on NXT anymore. He's not. Oh well, those are my old notes. Then those are from last year. Oh no. Okay, NXT. Uh, August nineteenth, twenty twenty. 
Uh, we're kicking it off with NXT tonight because, hey, there's no AEW Dynamite. You know that. Uh, we kicked it off with Johnny Gargano versus Ridge Holland. What do you think of Ridge Holland? He looks like an absolute beast. Yep. He's very, very top-heavy. Um, he's you know, Holland controls early with a lot of basic wrestling moves, a lot of European uppercuts, arm drags, and a test of strength. Gargano, though, begins to fight back and hits a tope to Holland on the outside. Uh, Holland, though, at one point catches Gargano with a side slam and uh, smashes Jar- Johnny Gargano's neck and head completely into the ring mat. And this So is- the funny thing about that spot, well, it's not funny, but the interesting part was when that spot happens, like, just as the picture-in-picture ends. So yeah. whenever, as soon as the picture in picture just, as soon as the picture gets back up, you hear Marinello saying, "Oh my God!" Well, what yeah, just happened? you 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 texted me and I was like, "What are you talking?" about? I didn't see anything. It was a, it was a picture in picture set. And yeah, and then, and then they showed the replay inside. and yeah, yeah, yo, uh, if you Johnny, didn't see it, no neck. I saw and I freaked out too. But we heard this last week. We heard he got hurt in the match. We didn't know how. We heard the match was stopped and restarted. I mean, it was it was a clever way. Uh, Johnny Gargano playing up the hurt neck. This baby faced Johnny Gargano so much. Yeah, throughout um, this match, he hit a uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, one final beat DDT to Holland. Pin win uh, after the distraction by Candice LeRae to Holland. Uh, this match, I mean, besides that one botch, you can call it that, where he slammed him on his head. Oh, yeah, no, it was a blown spot. It was very, he was supposed to land on his back. The rest of the match is pretty good. I will this say, match was really good, actually. You know, uh, it, Holland, I yeah. think, has a lot of, I, um, he's not as green as he was, but he has a lot of potential. I think he does. Like, the, what this match sort of just reminded me of, and I think, like, for better or for worse, the botch kind of helped, was how fucking good a babyface in peril Johnny Gargano really is, you know, like mm-hmm. he he can kind of he can just super turn it on a dime where you can gain sympathy for, you know, me as a viewer of what this guy just kind of goes through. He, him and Naito are just like the best at that. Just looking like just looking like absolute fucking like help. Like they look by looking absolutely helpless when they're, you know, selling. And it's just it just kind of just reminded me like, fuck, man, Gargano, when he's. When he can be really good, he can be really fucking yeah, good, and yeah. I, I show that sh- this match kind of showed sparks of that. Yeah, no, uh, both really good, and I mean, I thought this match was, I was getting worried at first because it started off a little slow, but they they built up pretty good, and it, it turned out really good. I give this match. Candice was there too. God knows what she was thinking. And I love uh, Holland. He's trying to do this thing where he's like back. She keeps trying to get involved, and she back. He's like, get away. She's like, that's my husband. I can check on my husband. It's fine. Leave me alone. But it was just. Yeah, you tried to fucking sever his spinal cord. I just need to see if his spinal cord. I have a right to. I have a friend that just got a spinal tap today, too. So anyways. Sorry, what? Nothing, nothing. I was just talking about spinal tap. Turn it to 11, you know. Anyways. Yep, that's the one (laughs) reference you make when you. uh... Anyways, uh, then uh, randomly, I just I wrote this down for some reason. I thought it was so perfect, though. Like what what demo group does WWE just fucking destroying every time they kick ass in 55 plus right 50 plus 50 plus yeah t-mobile t-mobile has a commercial for a discount for people with 50 plus uh off their phone service so i just thought that was hysterical and i just was like wow t-mobile did their research that's that's the thing though like yeah no they definitely did the research and that's kind of the point of why 
like people always say like oh why do people think talk about ratings we shouldn't give a fuck about ratings like yeah like you sh- you really it d- really doesn't matter like what you, you really shouldn't think about ratings but if you really want to get into the weeds of like things such as like market research yeah. and all that other stuff and actual metrics of what makes a television show successful and it's that ad- and it's advertising yeah, yeah and advertisers kind of flock towards certain demos that are successful in certain time slots and for and i think it's fortuitous that you see that t-mobile commercial for 50 plus 50 percent off because they know <laughs> well, I don't think it's that much, but smash yeah. hit at 50 plus yeah. and I, I do think that is a very interesting note to to bring about it's like it's it just shows it just kind of just shows how it's this it's the it's how the gears are turning it's how television works i wonder i i just i don't know why but i just i I don't know why, but I, I, just, I felt like it as like a rib. I felt it as a rib. I, I know it's not. Of course, because every, everything's wrestling to you, Corey. Well, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm starting to work the storyline in my head. I'm like, oh, Tony Khan spoke to his friend at the T-Mobile. And then they were like, and then it was, got it. It's um, Don Francisco. He did it. Uh, no. Then we move on to our next match of the night. Dakota Kai versus Jesse Kamei. I believe is, is this the debuting Jesse Kamei or has she been on NXT? I mean, before? the first time I saw her. Yeah. Kai uh, is issuing out a lot of strikes. Uh, she hits a Kaio kick, which Mario calls, to uh, just a standard Haluva kick to Kamea, and then a straight jacket, spinning heel kick. A lot of kicks in this match. Very kick heavy match. Uh, sloppy side kick. slam. But uh, she hits the GTK, which is the go to kick because you got to go to kick sometimes. It should be called the Gota Kai, but um, this match was uh, decent, though. I'll say for both it, women, it was what it needed to be. You know? Yeah, it's Dakota Kai going in to take over against Io Shirai. Um, I really, really like Dakota Kai as a as a heel. She's been kind of killing it. Lately. Well, and she's been made to look like and uh, like like a credible threat going against Kamea in this match. Yeah, not eating pins and go home shows. Exactly. Uh, and after the match, well, I give this match a six out of ten as well. It's a very six out of ten show, I believe. NXT. Wait, what did you give? I'm sorry, but what did you give Holland and Dorado? six out of? T- I give them both six out of ten. It, okay. it, it, you know what? My rating scale, you cannot apply the same ratings to everybody. Everyone has a different six out of ten, in my opinion. A six out of ten from you- Dakota Kai is a different six out of ten from Johnny Gargano because Johnny Gargano is capable of more. And so is Ridge Holland uh, okay. over Jesse Kamehameha. I will go all night, me critiquing everything wrong that you said about the statement, but we should just move on. Let's move on, shall we? Uh, after the match, Dakota Kai uh, says Io Shirai is out of her mind and says, Io, you're focused on the people of my past, but I'm focused on the future. And she points to, I think, an NXT title picture somewhere. Uh, Io Shirai comes out. And I like the way that promo was shot, too, where they put just put the camera in the ring and she's a bit closer yeah. than usual. I wonder if I this is because of retaliation. That's a good style they're giving Kai. Uh, let's see. Io Shirai comes out. They brawl. And then a returning... Yeah, the Poppy song starts playing. Uh, Raquel Gonzalez makes her... Poppy, but yeah. No, you're... I know. Uh, Raquel Gonzalez makes her return. Beats down on Io Shirai. Gonzalez looks pretty good. I mean, she looked she looked pretty strong in this. Not. I'm not saying strong as in like, oh, they put her over Io for a minute. No, she looked legit like she's been working out. She hit a one arm power bomb to EO and looked like yeah, she's she very lift, strong. Looked like she lift her with no effort. So it's, you know, I question if, if it was up to me, I'd kind of hold off mm-hmm. from the appearance yeah. of Raquel Gonzalez until the takeover, just to make it more surprising. You yeah. know, that's her. I would, if I was Kai, I would just, you know, 
put like keep her until takeover just that's her ace up the sleeve you know yeah um but i guess they want to apply the rules of reverse momentum and have kai and have yoshirai just face the lights at going into the go home show because we know that yoshir that's just we know that yoshirai is winning then we know yoshirai is winning that i mean who reverse knows momentum. who knows uh then we move on to tegan knox backstage with mckenzie and this was a really confusing backstage segment. This was interesting. Like it's yeah, Tegan Knox says, uh, you know, her and Candace has been friends. Uh, she says her and Kai were friends at one point, and that went sour. She goes, but I can't let things go wrong with Candace LeRae. I need to have some wine with Candace LeRae. And that she'll that she'll just she'll she'll talk to her. And so, what like is this hinting at a possible heel turn for Tegan Knox? Like, is this an is this really happening? Another Ooh. heel turn in no. on the NXT Women's Division? No, I think it's going to be one of those things where she's going to try to bring Candace. This isn't you. You're not the just, evil pixie. You're you're a good they're person. Just gonna, they're just going to hash it out over drinks. No, and then like Candace you know, will slap like her. honestly, like Gargano, like what does he see the value in you, like? Honestly, like, what are you trying to? What are you, you saying? You know, Candice, I'm just saying, I'm taking notes. You know, Can Candice, you're my best friend. Like, seriously. <laughs> I, yeah, not, wait, I thought, I, I thought Kai was your best friend at one point. But the thing is, and we like apparently Tegan Knox's accent is just gone when she's drunk. The thing is, like, I was supposed to be in the War Games match, but oh my god! Yeah, I mean, that's I just who, I don't know. Gonna, I, honestly, that's going to be the next NXT segment. I don't know where this was going, but it's going somewhere, and obviously not a takeover because they don't really have anything planned for her. Which you know, it's fair. It's like five matches takeover anyway. So, well, is six, what, a six of the pre-show, I think. We'll talk. We'll, we'll talk okay. about it briefly. Keep, keep going. Uh, El Legado del Fantasma versus Brizongo and Isaiah Swerve Scott. Um, I mean, this match was it was a crazy ass six man tag with everyone getting their spots off. Uh, kind of too much for me to keep track of all at once. Uh, the only thing that I could really point out is that they seemed like two completely different matches from before the break to after the break. Um, you know, with the the faces having control, the complete beginning of the match, they go to commercial, and then all of a sudden they come back, and Fandango is in a rest hold, you know, trying to get the hot tag. And I was just like, what What happened? What? Oh, I mean, yeah, that part, that spot where, like, where Swerve runs into Tyler Breeze. The ref considers Tyler Breeze legal. Well, that was later. And then, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, no, but in that spot, and then, like, you have Swerve Scott just kind of just beating on, I think it was... Escobar. Yeah, he was, like, and it just took a... It was just really weird. It was a really weird spot where the ref, instead of stopping Tyler Breeze, he kind of just lets him go run roughshod, and then until it, the storyline just convenient... Like, it's just convenient for the storyline for him to all of a sudden just tell Tyler Breeze, you're not legal! Well, okay. He should have been doing that instantly. The one part of that storyline that made sense was that they were trying to get off, and that I can see, is that they wanted Swerve to look like he can beat uh, Escobar. And it, it you you believe that now. He hit his move, and that was it. You were like, okay, he's done. But he wasn't a legal man, unfortunately. That was complete bullshit. Uh, I don't know how... I mean, it's not complete bull... There's a reason. I don't I know can, how can, you can tag in without knowing how. that. It was just executed pretty poorly. I just don't know how you tag in without knowing you tagged in. 
Well, the but the but the, the well the point it well it's because Isaiah Swerve Scott like he ran in to Tyler Breeze. He didn't really think that was considered a tag, even though the it was on the ref's discretion. It, like the ref thought it was a. Yeah, tag. it's not. It's not AAA. It's not CMLL. You don't just jump over the ropes here and get in the ring whenever you want. And so, like, okay. I get it. That that's pretty much just this match in a nutshell. Like, I get it. Like that was if that I like that story. That was the story you told. I just think the execution could have been better. Yeah, but, I um, uh, yeah. I, I'm giving this match a five out of ten. Uh, it was fun, uh, but the first commercial break really threw me on, uh, threw me off, and uh, yeah. There are four matches in the main show? in NXT Takeover. That's that's really only okay, four. I thought there was. I thought I saw five, but there's five, but then the the pre-show. Hmm. Hmm. So it's it's five in total, but then one well, of them they is are... on the pre-show. And that's Breezango, Oni Lorcan, Danny Birch, and Legato Del Fantasma. For a number one contendership. Yeah, uh, going on at 3.30 p.m., 30 minutes after Dynamite starts. Um, yeah, no, it... Cool. Uh, you know, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I was going to say about that. Uh, yeah, well, it's funny because that's exactly what we're going to talk about next because Pat McAfee and his friends show up. Not unlike yeah, it's football entourage. I forget their names. I don't really know who they are. Didn't really care. I, mean, I guess some, they're. I guess they're legit. There are some players of foosball, as uh, um, the Water Boys' mother would say. Uh, McAfee says he has. He's here with 28 years of ex- NFL experience behind him, and he knows that's Adam Cole. Kathy Bates. That's an Academy Award winner. Show some respect. You know what I did? I said that's the Water Boys' mother. I didn't say mom. Uh, Cole said he sent the rest of the Undisputed Era backstage, or at least to ringside. McAfee sends his boys away. His boys away. McAfee then recaps the events, and uh, Cole, uh, him and Cole have been through. Uh, he says, "Do you remember how we got here with Shawn Michaels checking your vitals next to stupid Tom Phillips?" I'm like, "What did Tom Phillips do to anyone, man?" Tom Phillips isn't even commenta- is on commentary. Well, I mean, anymore. why you got a freaking? He almost, throw- hit us with, he almost hit us with a car. But besides that, what did he do to anyone else? Maybe he almost hit them with a car too. I don't know. Okay, I don't know what Tom Phillips did. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Damn you, Tom Phillips. Uh, that was a nice car, too. Like, there is nice, a rental. falling out. Yeah, he's uh, renting. Yeah. I'm sure WWE pays for it in some respects. Wait, where do you think he was going? What direction? Airport. Do you think? Cause like, Airport. Yeah, but then you think, do you remember the direction that he yeah, was like? Yeah, he was coming out of the Chase Center going, to, yeah, it was totally towards the airport. I mean, he could have gone the freeway right over there. What's next? What was, okay, all right. Or, I'm trying or, to figure or, out. What or gone to the mission. After. Or gone to the mission. I don't know. Uh, himself a burrito mate. Yeah, t- Tom Phillips. Like every time I come to see, that's oh, not bad, Tom. I'm just gonna move on. Uh, let's see. Uh, so basically, the whole thing of this. Oh, why did McAfee say? I mean, I know he flubbed his lines this one part, but besides that, McAfee was really good on the mic. McAfee was excellent. This was a guy. Excellent. Pat McAfee is a guy who clearly shows that he wants to. That he wants to make sure that what he's a part of is pretty good. Like, he cares. Yeah, yeah. He comes off as somebody who actually cares. He made this story make sense. Yeah. You, you and, know he does, and he comes off of somebody who's, a, like, he really plays up the fact that he's above it, but then him do, him doing such a great job, kind of by proxy, kind of makes it look like he's respecting it. He's, yeah. Like, yeah. he's actually been pretty good during this entire build. He says, uh, I have, I've been in seven different careers that I've made over a million dollars, and if I wanted to come in, into here and do this full-time, I can make it eight. Uh, he says, Adam Cole, you what did you call yourself? The king of NXT, which I don't remember him calling himself the king of NXT. Do, do you remember that? 
I don't think so, no. Uh, also, he says... I mean, I get, like, it's just a phrase. And he says Adam Cole was undefeated for 400-plus days, which is another thing I don't remember at all. I know he had the championship for that long, but... Uh, that's he probably did. I we I'm I mean I'm not counting, but I mean I, that I'll seems say, more likely than unlikely. I mean the MJF uh, logics of undefeated, yes, maybe, but realistically, no, I don't think so. Uh, he says, Adam Adam Cole, you're great in this world, but I'm next level, and that's when Cole Cole just wants to say something, and all the security guards are dicks and don't want to let Adam Cole talk. Well, the thing is, the thing is like. The, like Adam Cole, he's with his undisputed era peeps, and then he kind of just he kind of just you know shushes them away. They back out. Pat McAfee, he kind of just shushes away his football cronies, and they yeah. and they kind of just have this sort of face to face. And I think kind of made. No, then, I'm, yeah, I'm saying after security that. Guards. Yeah, the security guards yeah. trying to stop. You Adam got Cole. their security guards, and you you have a uh, one little Colby Carino on fresh off Raw Underground, one of those security guards, which is like you can really tell. Which one, who's the son of Steve Carino because he looks exactly like him. Yeah. Uh, no, it, 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 it that that part seemed kind of weird. Uh, Cole then uh, beats up all four, all four of the security yeah. guards, and then uh, says, gets in McAfee's face and tells him, "This Saturday at Takeover, I'm gonna make you my bitch." They love that word, even uh, in NXT. Yeah. They, it's yeah, and it's really weird. Like they kind of, they like they super isolated the audio. Like you could tell, like they made they made sure microphones were planted, like oh right some, where somebody Mac- had no where McAfee's in the corner. You can tell like they probably they they sweetened up the audio. Or somebody went in there with a fucking like a little mic to put under his shirt. Okay, go ahead. Like this, they just went up to the, and like grabbed this blue yeti, this very fine blue yeti, by the way, Corey. Uh, Thank you very much. I'm uh, I'm 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 surprised nobody went up to like just with a microphone in between them. Charlie's yeah. just there, like, what? What do you think? Ladies and gentlemen, what do you think McAfee's gonna do? Time? What do you think McAfee's gonna do this weekend when you face him? What's your What's your? Uh... Do you plan on winning on Saturday? <laughs> Are you afraid of what McAfee could do to you? Are you ready to enter hell? In a cell. Anyways, let's move on. Uh, well, yeah, they they're all they, good segment. Ma- yeah, yeah, no, McAfee's really good on the mic. We'll see how he is in the ring. I. Don't agree with the statement he made saying he came in here and outshined Adam Cole. He kicked him. That's all he did. He kicked him. He's pretty much part of Team Kick with Dakota Kai. And, you know, I don't know. Kick. Anyways. Yeah, what, if that's, what if that's the direction? But Dakota <laughs> Kai helps Pat McAfee win that match. Oh, my God. That sadistic son of a bitch, Pat McAfee. Within that sinister structure. And then uh, I will never forget that call, Mauro. I will never forget that call. <laughs> Next up, Mercedes Martinez and Aaliyah versus Shotzi Blackheart and her helmet and Rhea Ripley. Uh, yeah, Shotzi Sh- Blackheart. She has. She's had quite the week. She's got her helmet back. Um, I and mean, we might have talked about this last week, but uh, yeah, she uh, her car was broken. I don't into think we a, did. What happened? Her car was broken into a few weeks ago, and then last week it was found. Wasn't it get gotten stolen? Yeah. The, oh, it sorry. Was it was stolen. stolen. Her car was stolen. It was found later a week later, and uh, um, her good friend, a friend of me, or I, I, I call him a friend. I've called him a friend in the past. I haven't talked to him since APW, but Jake Atlas um, took her to go check out the car, and she looked in the trunk and said, "Boy, oh boy, I just, I just want, I just want to check one thing. Can I just, can we please pop the trunk?" And her helmet and her gear was still in there. And Man, I is, was never and... more happy to see an inanimate object. God, I can't say that right. I was so happy to see that. 
Yeah. Uh, apparently, Triple H kind of had like had like a crack team remake that helmet, and like just just in, you know just for her, which I thought was really nice. Oh, I thought them. you were gonna say um, had a crack team go find the hey Road Dog. Uh, who else? Who else we got? Where's Billy? He's he's at the other camp. Oh, okay. Uh, X Pac. Let's go. We're gonna go find the it's helmet. Just the motorcycle gang. <laughs> Yeah. From the WrestleMania entrance, and and then and then there's also like the newest member, which is just like his daughter's friend's dad that he met in the PTA meeting, who he doesn't really like, but he's there because he's trying to make his daughter happy. Also, why are there PTA meetings? Because they, people need to do PTA meetings over Zoom. I mean, uh, people guy, need to do wrestling podcasts over Zoom. Amen to that. Okay, Mercedes Martinez, Aaliyah versus Shotzi Blacker and Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley and Mercedes Martinez start this match, um, surprisingly. Shotzi wrestles circles around Aaliyah. Um, Rhea tags in before the break. When we come back, Shotzi is trying to get the comeback on Aaliyah, which, again, is one of those things in WWE that is starting to piss me off. It's like two completely different things beginning to end a break. Uh, Mercedes is beating down on Shotzi, but Shotzi hits a deep DDT to Martinez. Rhea tags in and beats a down on A deep DT? A deep DT. A deep dish DDT pizza. Mmm. Come get your stay at City Wrestling Radio. Face buster to Aaliyah by Rhea Ripley. Dropkick to Martinez by no Shotzi. No cauliflower pizza? Don't want to talk about it. Uh, Riptide to Aaliyah, uh, but then she gets, uh, uh, what do you call it? Rhea gets distracted by Robert Stone. Martinez pushes Shotzi off the top of the turnbuckle. Mer- Mercedes Martinez and Rhea Ripley fight on the outside. That's when Rhea Ripley hit a scary-looking powerbomb to Martinez on the outside over the barricade, um, through the plexiglass, onto the cement floor. Back in the ring, Shotzi hits a senton onto Aaliyah, the pin and the win. And just like a lot of these other matches on the show, I mean, it did everything it should have done. Nobody looked horrible in this match at all by any means. Aaliyah took the pin, treated as the rag, treated like a rag doll, which Aaliyah looked fun. good too. I mean, Aaliyah's looking better. Being I mean, paired. she looked good being fucking thrown. How thrown smart around. is that though? Like pairing her with Mercedes Martinez, one of the most probably yeah, the person who would eat the pins for that team. So for but that brand, so. I'm, I'm saying I'm saying to teach her. He's the buddy Roberts of the Robert Stone brand. Yeah, no, absolutely. I just for her to grow and be more up to be a better wrestler. I think pairing her with Mercedes Martinez is the best um, best thing for her. So, I mean, yeah, sure. You don't want to wish failure upon anybody. But yeah. I but guess. what do you? I mean, from what I've seen from Aaliyah, like. She's still she's still not very impressive to me. Like even in this match, uh, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So six out of ten. Uh, we get a recap of Carrie, <laughs> a very long carrying. What? What are you laughing at me about? This is the, your scales all wet. All no, it is not. Dude. Not every match is compared the same. Would you compare? No, to... no, it's it's okay. It's okay. You got your okay. ratings. Okay, no, no, fine. no, no, it's no. It's fine. It's fine. Nope, nope. We're talking about this now. Would you compare a Rhea Ripley versus? Okay, no, take that back. Would you compare an Aaliyah versus Shotzi Blackheart match to the same scale that you would compare Okada and Kenny Omega? Absolutely. Okay. Be- otherwise, what's the point? I I don't see. I I see different. I mean, different levels for different people. I this is honestly that's why I don't rate rate matches because you're just gonna run into this problem. I don't see it being a problem at all. I think I think it makes complete sense to me. I know. I know. Hey, whatever makes you sleep at night. That's again. That's why I don't rate matches. Anyways, uh, let's go to the main event, shall we? Uh, Finn absolutely Finn Balor versus uh Velveteen Dream. Finn Balor. Uh, Morrow though, like I said. Oh well, we already talked about that. The whole dream thing. Uh, a self-imposed sabbatical. Sorry. Welcome back. Uh, let's see. Dreams. Give start- me a hug. Oh wait, I'm not there. 
just hi-fi me through Zoom. Uh, let's see. Balor seems to be trying uh, to prove something in this match uh, with the long headlocks, uh, bringing down Velveteen Dream a few times. Uh, Dream starts the match with his glasses on, and uh, Dream, he's acting... Um, Kind of There's something fool. really unsettling, dude. About, about Dream now. Dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, and it's, it, and, and I think it, again, the 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 accusations that we talked about earlier in the show. There was just something unsettling about in just general. the demeanor of Velveteen Dream. The way, no, the way he looks. He has this weird blonde beard. Uh, the faces that he makes, uh, his hair, like it was never great, but it's just for some reason just shines a light on how really bad it is him yelling random things and i'll I'll just finish this it's just one of those things where when when ugly things like when ugly things happen and again allegedly because we just we have to slap that on there when ugly things allegedly happen for to ugly people like it kind of just stacks you know what i mean yeah absolutely where like the where the ugly like the ugly it's i can't i'm kind of just rambling on but then it's like it's you know how it just yeah like how it stacks no there was even a point where he's yelling in the camera i know Balor, you know too sweet bullet club whatever uh, battler club whatever and um but he's yelling something about the wolf pack and you know doing he is still just riding on hogan's coattails all this time was hogan was never in the wolf pack what maybe for a split second but he's just doing nwo stuff i know i don't like i don't get it now like it's just it's it was just way too broad so weird like i don't know um i'm surprised shots he didn't come out he he really ran that to the ground just Uh, like you know most things in wwe yeah um he actually threw up the two suites so many times i thought vince was going to issue him a cease and desist letter but no uh, Dream working on the, great. Uh, Dream working on the leg. Or sorry, Balor working on Dream's leg, and uh, Drake Wartz, the referee for this match. He is by far the most vocal referee in WWE history. Like you could hear that guy with the most crisp. He's like, "Hey, hey, do you want to quit? I can make it stop for you." Nope. All right, don't worry. Communication. Dude! Communication is key, man. Yeah, I'm just. You can hear him pretty well compared to other guys, which is cool. It's, you know, he's a ref. Uh, all of a sudden, though. Uh, Gargano uh, starts to come out to the ring. I mean, this is just—it turns into a complete. Wait, fuckery. did you did you talk about Cameron? You you said you talk about. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I didn't. I skipped over that uh, because I wrote Gargano and I kind of skipped over. Let's see. Hold on. Let's see. Uh, sling blade to Balor uh, by Dream over the top rope. Dream is looking yeah, up at the Grimes, title. He entered the match. Cameron Grimes comes out to the ring. <laughs> getting a title. He's going to the moon. The moon. Uh, he actually goes. I like up. Cameron Grimes now. I, I've turned yeah. around his goofy. I've turned around in his goofiness. I so hope he wins that title. Uh, he climbs up to the top of the ladder. He grabs the title. He's holding on to it, chilling on top of the ladder. And they cut back to the match. Both men exchanging strikes. Dream gets caught on the ropes. Uh, let's see. Basement dropkick to Dream. Dream crotched on the top of the turnbuckle, trapping him in a tree of woe. Balor begins to throw Dream back and forth until Dream falls to the outside of the ring. Balor then climbs to the top of the ladder. Uh, that's when they get back into the ring. Him and Dream fight. They tease their finishers. And then out comes Johnny Gargano, who pushes Grimes off the ladder into the ref, into the ring. Grimes then realizes what happened, and he's in between Velveteen Dream and Finn Balor. Uh, both men begin to get What their, could possibly go wrong? Uh, both men get, get their uh, moves off. Everyone brawls. Uh, out of nowhere. Oh, uh, then... Um, was it Bronson Reed, Damian Priest come out? Uh, everyone. <laughs> There's a part where, like Gargano just 
kind of just slowly cur- have you ever seen that movie face off yeah where or like nicholas cage they off. just like they yeah they just kind of their way of just the way they embrace people's faces throughout that movie it kind of just reminds me of that where yeah. he just touches uh damien priest's face ever so ever so slightly oh because so priest tight. sneaks up behind him after he gets caught by reed in the middle or in front of him and and you know uh reed uh also i can see that reed being pushed as one of the new top baby faces in nxt i mean he looks like a baby i think i think honestly keith lee is starting to open more doors than you would think and it's yeah, not for 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 hosses for yeah giant yeah. thick boys and i know wwe has always been the land of the giants but i i think in a different sense, you know, the very big muscular, athletic ones, athletic ones. And I think Bronson, Reed I mean, Bronson is, reads. Okay. He's athletic, uh, but he has a different look. He's a little thicker, if you know what I mean. And he braces that body positivity, mate. Yeah. Uh, out of nowhere, Timothy Thatcher though, attacks Finn Balor, throws him into the ring, uh, dream Valley driver. What more? And then what Morrow calls a rainmaker to, he did not say purple rainmaker, uh, rainmaker. He said to Balor, uh, which is his elbow drop off the top rope. Uh, Dream gets a pin in the win, and just for you, Michael, it's another six out of ten. Um, I wasn't entertained. If if I said I wasn't entertained by this, I it would be a lie. I think there were way too many eh. shenanigans. Thatcher attacking yeah. Balor, I guess made sense. Um, ultimately, this match was yeah. Ultimately, Thatcher versus Balor is going to be a fantastic match. Fact that I wouldn't be surprised if they just somehow just announced that, <laughs> like in the sh- like during the, the during the show, mm. during Takeover. What uh, speaking of Takeover, uh, what do we got on the card? Okay, so the pre-show. So this is what we got so far as of this recording in August nineteenth, two thousand and twenty. So the pre-show, you got Breeze Zango, Fandango, and Tyler Breeze versus Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch versus Legado del Fantasmo, nice. Raul Mendoza, and Joaquin Wild. Not not a Fantasmo. I, um, I see Lorcan yeah, and Birch should... taking that. Lorcan and Birch, you see Lorcan and Birch. I mean, personally, um, I mean, I don't think, I don't think we'll get another. I mean, do you really want to see Lorcan and Birch take on Imperium again? Yeah, I can see. Fan- Actually, it sounds pretty fun. I can see Brizango. I can see them giving it to Brizango and just have them Emporium. You know, we be, just had that be too. Beaten by Imperium. Imperium. And we just had that. I mean, Man. El Legado's the only one. Um, that didn't face. Him but then he, uh, heels versus heels. Like I know I, I, NXT I know, is I know. above that. I know. Uh, okay, ladder match for the vacant NXT North American Championship. Bronson Reed, Damian Priest, Cameron Grimes, Johnny Gargano, Velveteen Dream. I am choosing Cameron Grimes. I want Cameron Grimes to win it. He's you know, horse, as, much, he's my pick. as much as I want to get on that shuttle and go to the moon with Cameron Grimes, I think Damian Priest is the one that's going to take this title. I think a lot of people are. That's expect- not a bad choice. I think a lot of not people are expecting choice. him to win. I think a lot of people are expecting him to take it to that next level. Um, him and Bronson Reed having a f- back and forth. I think they're really trying to test uh, Damian Priest what he would be like in an actual singles feud with somebody uh, with a title. Or I mean, haven't they of- done that already? With, yeah, uh, but I think they're giving it more spotlight now. You know, knowing or that they're Priest just putting the title on Grimes and see how he looks with it. Well, they think they. Did I mean, tonight. on Priest, on Priest. Yeah. And who knows? Maybe um, Grimes could win, and then we could have he could pin Priest, or he could screw Priest out of the win. Like Priest hits his move on someone, and then he pushes Priest out of the ring, and Grimes, or no, it's a ladder, so he would push him off the ladder and then get the title. Oh, oh, I don't know. Uh, Io Shirai versus Dakota Kai in a names that rhyme match <laughs> for the NXT Women's Championship. Shirai's taking it because she stared at the lights this week, so 
and Dakota Kai is a heel. She's a great heel. Um, I wouldn't be opposed to Kai winning, but I think it's too early for Shirai to drop the title. That's really yeah. it. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I think it's too early as well, but I also can see WWE being like, fuck it, let's just do it real quick. It, you know, let's just do it real quick. It might pop ratings. But this is NXT, though. Right? <laughs> right? Ah, it okay. used to be. Adam Cole versus Pat McAfee. Um, I have faith that that they have something. They they got something up their sleeve for this match. You know, yeah. they're just gonna they're they're putting their best foot forward on a match like this. I mean, I gotta. I I, I, I have faith in Adam Cole being the right performer for the job, and I have faith in Pat McAfee being like doing his part, doing his part very well. And who knows, he might like surprise a lot of people. I mean, I I have he's to. In the NFL, he's a fit. He's he's an athlete. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, don't expect any don't expect any tope suicidas or anything off the top row from the you guy. You don't know. There might be You're trust. Right. I don't know. You're absolutely drunk. right. I don't know. But yeah. my choice is undisputed. It's Adam Colbert. Oh yes. Oh yes. Uh, I didn't wear the shirt just uh, for that. I Sorry. I didn't know this was gonna be a prediction show, but yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess. Oh well, I didn't. Adam Cole. I I don't know. If they could they they could honestly try. They could honestly continue this feud. There might be fuckery for a Pat McAfee to just sneak in this win. I just, I, where but does, I it, where does it go? I mean, does it, is it really a but two, I hope not. is it two, two week build? And then, then, then somebody wins and that's it. I mean, it might be an unfinished there. They could do that. They could steer in that direction. It, it might lead to survivor series, uh, McAfee's boys versus undisputed era The NFL versus the WWE. Oh my God. That's Hell exactly yeah. what they're doing. Retired NFL players. Because where's LT? Because where's LT smash? Oh, He's Lawrence probably did. doing something weird. <laughs> Does he do weird things? I don't know. Uh, I guess. All right. NXT Championship. Kadian Cross versus Keith Lee. Oh, forgot to talk about that really, really good video package they showed for that Keith Lee. seven-minute video package. Cross. It's a that was amazing. The way they used Metallica. Oh, the old Metallica. Like, like, it was like this song. This song from the Metallica's 2010 no, album. T- like, it was. So, it was from Saint yeah. Anger, right? That album? No, it was uh, it was uh, it was off a new. I, I, oh, I the know. SF Sympathy one. Yeah, Karen Cross. Hey, hey, Corey. Can't hey, Corey. see you. Can't see you. What is Karen Cross's favorite? Um, what is Karen Cross's favorite app? Uh, Facebook. Tick Tock. Oh, yeah, you got me there. Uh, anyway, well, I see banned, Keith so. Lee. I want Keith Lee to win this. I see Keith Lee winning this. I think Karen Cross can eat the loss. I just they. They built Karrion Cross up really strong. I can't see Keith Lee losing, but I also, in my my opinion, I'm like, kind of makes Karrion Cross look like shit to lose in this match. Dude, like, because he took out you, Tommaso you, Ciampa. We have got to with like they w like they wrestling in general has got to educate. They have got a problem in making on making sure that one loss kills a guy, and I just don't. There are ways to make sure that you can you can lose. And still not look irrelevant as hell. And I'm not saying there is any company that does it well, but it can be done well. Like but, you would think in theory. But where does Karrion Cross well. go after that? Like, no, I'm not saying like what show, but in storyline wise, where does he go? I mean, it... but then where does Keith Lee like what Keith Lee goes to the main roster if he loses? No, no. I, I, Keith, I mean, he can get screwed out of the title and keep it going. Um, I don't prefer that. Bye. That's what kind of makes this match kind of intriguing because you are wondering where this would go. Yeah, you, you definitely. Yeah. 
Um, but either way, I mean, it's going to be a good match. Uh, Scarlet will be there ringside, so that'll be. That'll you got be. your Kleenex ready. You know what? Sometimes you just got to blow your nose. Anyways. Uh, That's what they call it nowadays, huh? Anyways, I got to go get my Mad Max gear on for Friday night and for this weekend for SummerSlam uh, for Thunderdome. What? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you gotta make you gotta get the haircut too you gotta and you also gotta get your laser and your blazer <laughs> laser blazer let's go all right is that what, i forget what that was called it was the it was the dodgeball we had this conversation before thunderdome where it was it called laser and blazer where it's the little guy and the, oh i don't know i don't know the gigantic you never seen thunderdome no i never, never seen it's it a, it is a very weird movie <laughs> I, I i just remember laser and blazer from dodgeball Oh, okay, maybe that's why I said that. Laser, laser, let's go. Yeah. All right, I think that does it here for us. Oh, yes. Right? And I know how much, how much time we consumed doing this show also. There we go. Which is very, very, very convenient. All righty. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe at CWR4 and 5, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, check us out all this weekend because we're going to have a bunch of shows. Uh, for you to listen to a bunch to. of shows. Uh, if you, and we got a bunch of stuff in the archives too. So go listen to the arc, the CWR archives. Uh, shows ranging from 2017. Did you know I actually listened to our very first show recently? A show that one Mr. Michael Vergara hosted. What? Yeah, you hosted that show technically. You. Me uh, being a host, who the fuck would approve of that? Anyways, like I said, like, share, subscribe, click the little bell, all that stuff. Click it, like it, love it. You got to have it. All right. We'll see you later. Have a good night. Bye.